Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a great friend who's going to be on the show today. He's always so inspiring because he is a humorist, has written many, many books, wonderful guy. And he, I'm excited because we are going to be talking about the awe factor. Hmm, that's really an interesting topic here. And we're going to find out from Alan what it is and awe moments. And we're going to have a wonderful discussion because I think in the grief and loss world, many times we really get down and it's a time for us to kind of build ourselves up a little bit and to take this moment today to, to find some awe. So you want to introduce our guest, Hyde? Sure. Our guest today is Alan Klein and Alan has been a guest on our cable show. So please go and look at that show. He was wonderful. He is a former director of the Life Death Transitions Institute in San Francisco. He is a brief spouse. He is an award-winning author of over 30 books, including his latest book, The Off Factor. He has a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Welcome to the show, Alan. It's so great to be back. Alan, all right. What inspired you to write about awe? And what is awe? What is the awe factor? What is awe? Well, actually, I, I want to tie it together with grief and loss because okay. most people would not put that together. But, you know, one of the dictionary definitions of awe is reverence um, tied with fear and wonder. And when I think about death and dying, you know, on one level, it's peaceful. On the other level, it's frightening. Uh -huh. So, yes, there is fear in both. And yet there is, I think there's something, there's something uh, I've been with people of dying. I've interviewed people who have been with people who are dying. And there's something um, not only peaceful, but it's like there is something about wonder there. It's like one moment we're breathing and the next moment we're not. And, and when you think about our being alive right now, it's all like one breath. Right. You know, and one of one of my great teachers, which I'm I'm sure you know the name, Stephen Levine. Oh yeah. Used to ask the audience, are you going to die in an in-breath or an out-breath? Oh, <laughs> and I thought that was an amazing question, but it also got me thinking that it's this one breath that keeps us alive. And it's this one breath that um, we stop and we're gone. And that then we're in the space between breaths. Right. And, and is that not awe, awe, something of awe? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? So, yeah. so we don't, we don't often think about that, but, but it is, it is true. The other awe thing for me about related to death and dying is you know, and this may sound weird, but I think death is like nature's way of keeping the world uh, at, a, at a certain level. Imagine 
if no one ever died. Right. Just imagine what the world would be like. So on that level, you know, there is awe in us dying that it's it's a needed thing in the world, right. even though it's sad and, and we get upset by it. From a population standpoint and from a motivation motivational standpoint. If I motivation. thought I was going to be around forever, I don't think I would be motivated as motivated to, you know, have goals and, and achieve them. Because I would think, well, I can do it anytime. Right. And not enough food and not enough housing. <laughs> I mean, but, the, you know, was... there's, there's another factor too here, Alan, that I've been thinking about because my husband passed away last year. And the awe factor in my mind for him is he uh, died of a staph infection, but he had had a lot of surgeries and his body was pretty well gone. And, you know, I believe that his spirit was so big that his body could no longer carry it. So that is kind of an awe factor for me because the awe of him just leaving that um, body because he was just too big for it. Right. And I, you mentioned spirit. And you know, at least I believe, and many, many cultures believe that the body's no longer here physically, but the spirit lives on forever. Mm -hmm. And... And that is so true. And so the person who have died, um, like your husband, I'm sure you talk about him regularly. You honor him. You tell stories about him. Uh, you look at things that he was fond of. And, and so that I think that's all part of awe that that, um, you know, I, I define awe as something that gives us goosebumps or something that takes our breath away or something we go, oh, my God, or, you know, so often with someone who is dying, we'll go, oh, you know, they would have said this or, you know, they, the, that's funny because it relates back to them. And, and so I think that's, if we just stop for a moment and realize that that's an awe moment. And, and the reason I think also important and why I wrote the book, and you're going to see a lot more, there's a lot more research on it is because it's, if we can find more awe in our life, they're talking about how it's keeping us healthier and happier. Um, there's a recent study about two groups of people going out for a walk only 15 minutes once a week. And they did this for eight weeks. And one group just went out for a walk. The other group <clears throat> was told to find something that awed them or that amazed them. And they found at the end of the eight weeks, those people that found awe said they were happier than the other group the other group was worried about stuff in their life and uh they were less um focused the all people on negative emotions and more positive emotions so there's all kinds of research you could help with inflammation um that we're more generous when we're looking at something that awes us um Lots of research on it, well, which Adam, I talk about. The idea of looking for awe, don't you, Heidi? I did too, Mom. And I actually had an awe moment, which I didn't share when you first logged in, Alan, because when I saw your glasses, I thought <laughs> my dad would love those glasses. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. That is true. He would. Those are the kind he wore. I, yeah. had, I had two awe moments today, which uh. is really, we find dimes. We have been finding dimes, and I mean a lot of dimes, and in weird places. So today, I'm getting ready to take a trip, 
And today I went to my closet, there was a dime on the floor. Okay. So I said to my partner, you got to come and see this. And then I photograph it and I Snapchat it to my, to my family, my grandkids and everybody, and they Snapchat them to me. So then I walk into town today, I go into Starbucks and I pay for my tea and there's a dime on the floor again on the ground of Starbucks. <laughs> I said to this woman, I had to say it to somebody, this clerk there, I said, do you see this dime that's on the floor? I said, I get sent those dimes by my son who passed away years ago. And now my husband and I figure I've got two. So they're both in there chipping in on the trip today. So, I mean, those are awe moments for me. Right. And and you know, one, my wife and I had a great marriage, wonderful, funny, all the time laughing. And the one thing that really came between us was money. She'd always want to spend it and I would always make it. But um, I find so much money, like you said, it's from your son. Um, Two years ago, pre-COVID, I found a hundred dollar bill on the street. And how often does that happen? Wow. So, uh, and I find money nearly every day. And people say, how do you find that money and I just one of the things and this is funny it's like I put out my intention sometime to find money um, and I told a friend I'm going to find a quarter today and he said you're crazy I said I don't want to find a dime a nickel if I <laughs> find a quarter he said you're nuts so I didn't find a quarter the, that day actually the next morning walking my dog I found a quarter Wow. And he said, you're crazy. And he said, well, you're nuts. And then I saw him a week later and he said, put your hand out. And he gave me a penny. And I said, what is this? He said, one day I was went outside and I thought, I'm going to try Alan's trick. I want to find a penny. And he found a penny. (laughs) So actually, that's that's um, how do you get more all your life? Intention put out intention of finding awe and you will find it. I took a class uh, pre-COVID on, uh, it was called Wander Hunt. And every day they gave you a a little hint of something to go and find. And that day was to find everything that was heart shaped. And I had planted, what was it? Morning glories around my front gate never noticing until that day that the leaves were all heart-shaped. Wow. And the only reason I saw it is because I put my intention out to find it. You know, some people don't want to. I was recently with a, a woman. I, I went to a widow's conference, uh, Michelle Nefernandez in San Diego. She has a, a fabulous organization called Soaring Spirits. And another lady went with me and I said, I was talking about finding dimes and some things. And I'm saying, well, do you ever get anything from your husband? And she said, oh, no, 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 nothing. Never, 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 never. And I'm like, it's obvious that she doesn't really want to put that intention out. It's too scary or I don't know why. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I had, had, this is another funny story. I had a cousin who would always, you're always finding money. And she said, I'm never finding money. And she was here visiting She's from the East Coast and went for a walk with the dog. And I, I dropped a dollar bill before she got to that spot just to see if she would find it. She did not see it. So I run over and I pick it up. I said, look, I found a dollar. 
And she said, you're always finding money. I never find money. (laughs) (laughs) So I know one of the things you say, you you talk about um, awakening prescriptions. Uh, Slow down, right? right? Talk about things. Yeah, slowing down. You know, we're all on our cell phones these days. We don't even look at around us. There is all, all around us. Just open your eyes, you know, and look for it. and look closer. That's one of the hints. Sometimes we don't see it because we don't look closer. So I had a um, iris blooming in my garden that I thought was really awesome. So I took a picture of it. Uh-huh. And I keep it on my desk near me. Uh-huh. I mean, look how awesome this is. The yeah. colors, the shapes. And one of the researchers, after I did this, one of the researchers I found, if you have a photo of something that awed you in the past, like the Grand Canyon or something, keep that near you where you see it because you'll be awed when you look just at the photo. You don't have to go back to the Grand Canyon. I know Heidi, Heidi's big on animals. And putting them, you know, on your cell phone saber or whatever, uh, funny pictures of animals. Well, the research shows, as you're saying, Alan, that if you're, that when you look at pictures of animals, it makes us feel better. So, yeah, you know, yeah. people put pictures of animals on your phone so that if you're having a bad day or a bad moment, you'll feel better. Yeah, and people, you know, on Facebook posting their cats and dogs. <laughs> you have a picture. Yeah, here, right in front of me. I forgot about this one. This is my 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 dog when it was a puppy, you know, and it's just like it kind of uh, yeah. sings to my heart, you know, when I just look at this picture. Yes. So talk about miracles and mystery. Well, you know, and back to death and dying and all, um, you know, death is a mystery. We don't know what happens afterwards. No one has come back and told us. Um, I remember when my wife was dying and, you know, I've told the story about her death when she was 34. But I noticed in her journal, she wrote like death is a mystery. And even though I don't want to die, I'm finally going to find out what this is all about. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. So there's so many, so many levels connecting awe to to death and dying, I think, that we don't that we don't think about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love the idea in your book that you say uh, when you least expect it. Ah, right. Oh, my God. I've had so many moments like walking uh, several years ago, walking in Yosemite. Uh, going up to Vernal Falls, there's a path going up and one coming down. And at one point, they're kind of right near each other. And I'm going near the top and someone's coming down. They yell over to me, Alan. And I look and I don't recognize the person. He said, I'm John. I was an apprentice of yours in summer stock when you were a designer 40 years ago. Wow. (laughs) And some people would think, some people would think that's coincidence, but you just said, wow. And anytime <laughs> you can say, well, find wow in something, I think that's an awe experience. And in yeah. fact, I've taken the word um, awe, A-W-E, and come up with an acronym, which is A, wow, experience. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, I find, I don't, do you meditate? I don't know. I find that when I meditate, I 
get more wow experiences. For some reason, uh, I just go out for a walk after meditating and I just see all these fabulous flowers and colors and all of a sudden everything kind of gets enhanced. Yeah, well, I think you touched on this. You pay more attention to the world around you after you've meditated probably than if you did not. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm just guessing. I don't know research on that, but it seems to me you're more present to, to what's around you, to your yeah. world. And putting away the cell phones and whatever. Yeah. You know, one I talk about, well, one of the short stories in the book that I really wowed me was it, three prisoners were coming out of prison and an interviewer was there on the radio interviewing them and one he asked them what what uh, are you looking forward to when you get out of prison and one said i'm looking forward to being with my family i haven't seen them in years that seemed you know like a natural answer the second one said I love baseball. I have not been to a live baseball game in years. I'm looking forward to that. And the third one said, I'm looking forward to opening the refrigerator. <laughs> and I thought, I open the refrigerator several times a day. That's not an all moment for me. But I realized for him, he hadn't opened a refrigerator to get a glass of milk or fruit or something. He could not make his own lunch, you know, open the refrigerator to get stuff from so many years. Just opening the refrigerator was an all moment for him. Awesome. If I want a great laugh, which one of your books should I get? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, my favorite me, I don't know about you. You've had many children. I only have one, but... Um, my first book is always like my, you know, the one I, I really love, and that's The Healing Power of Humor. Uh -huh. And there are lots of funny stories in there, too. It's yeah. a great book. And Co, now, how do we get our your awe book? It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes uh, & Noble. Yeah. It's in Kindle. It's in audio. Um, go, go and Awesome. Look, uh, and do you have a website <laughs> you want us to go to? Sure www.allenkline.com, spell Alan Klein correctly, A-L-L-E-N-K-L-E-I-N.com. And may I say <laughs> that if you're looking for a great speaker, a great guy, one that will lift your spirits and give you that awe moment, it's Alan. Thank you. You are such a blessing. Thank you, <laughs> both of you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for bringing humor in awe to so many people. And you've inspired me because after the show, I'm going to walk over to Central Park and I am going to look for awe. All right. Give my regards to uh, New York City, my hometown. <laughs> I will, Alan. Thank and you. Thank us, everybody for joining us on this show today. And Heidi and I will hope that you'll visit us at opentohope.com. And we always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, Please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.